Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today is March 18th, 2019, and my co-host is Megan Kazak, Communications Coordinator for the City of Stillwater. How are you doing, Megan? I am doing great today. You know, we, we got all of our mics and everything working. We're yeah, just... we had a little technical <laughs> issue a few minutes ago, but we got it all worked out. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we have invited Adult Services Librarian Stacey Delano to FYI Stillwater to discuss all things Stillwater Public Library. But first, we are gonna start with some basic facts about the library. So this is what we know. Um, Let's start with the mission of the Stillwater Public Library. We're transforming lives through the power of information. That's a nice tagline. It is. And um, the library's vision is as a core community service, the Stillwater Public Library will provide equal access to the best source of information, current technology, quality collections, outstanding programs, and exceptional service. So when people think of libraries, we're not just talk- <coughs> we're not just talking about books. Yeah, it's a whole lot more. Um, and let's see here. Um, as of 2018, speaking of books, speaking of books, though. Um, the library has, this is amazing, 87,916 volumes, and the total circulation of library materials in 2018 was, you want to guess? A bunch. 352,953. That is a lot of circulation. So That is a lot to keep track of. Yeah, is there so- so when you go to the library, I mean, it's always busy. The parking lot's always full. So mm-hmm. people are are using the public library. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just like, is there like a Dewey Decimal number? We'll have to ask Stacey. Is there like a number for every single one of these 300? Uh, anywho. So the, are they all cataloged? How, yeah, how do you catalog all this? How do yeah. you how do you archive? And I know that we have like technology nowadays, like mm-hmm. right computers. But like, how did you do this? When how do you? When there weren't, com- okay. Oh, the uh, card catalog. <laughs> oh, that okay. was it. That was it. The good, anywho, but yeah. Well, let's wow. uh, welcome our guest, Stacy Delano, to FYI Stillwater. Hey, Stacy. How are you all? Good. <laughs> we're doing so, good. So, uh, thank you for showing up. Uh, before we get started, we're going to do a lightning round of questions. Okay. Where we ask you some random. But revealing questions. Are you ready, Stacy? I am ready. Okay. All right. She is over prepared. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to ask you how you how you catalog everything. Um, let's see here. <laughs> so first things first. What fictional family would you be a member of? That one is so easy. I'm absolutely. My father would be Carson. Um, Drew. My sister would be Nancy, and the person taking care of me would be housekeeper Hannah Groom from. Of course, the Nancy Drew series. Oh, my goodness. So you're a Nancy Drew girl. I read every single one over and over and over again. And, in fact, my sister-in-law, she started dating my brother when I was very young. And she had the whole set of books. So she allowed us to borrow the entire set for a summer. My brother set up a teeny library, and we would have to check out each book volume by volume, had a little checkout card and everything, and had to return each of them or he'd be in trouble with his girlfriend. (coughs) Now, did you know at that time that you had a career in libraries? You know, I don't... 
actually, <laughs> with loving Nancy Drew so much, I really wanted to be a detective. Oh, well, of course. But the thing about it is, is a det- being a detective is so similar to being a librarian. Yeah. And so as soon as I was just, as soon as I remember, um, going to the library was just a huge thing for mm-hmm. our family. Um, for our fifth birthday, we got to go and get our library card. My Moment brother. Of, of, yes. Of becoming, right? <laughs> that was just like you knew that yeah. you were a big kid then. Yeah. And driving across the entire town on our bicycles to go into the library, you know, almost every summer day. It's just where I lived. And so I would say it formed pretty quickly that that I realized that librarianism was a thing for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cute. Oh my goodness. Um, so moving forward, what is your favorite breakfast food? It's very interesting because I am super adventurous when it comes to things in the library, but I absolutely cannot make myself be adventurous in food at all. So I have oatmeal with peanut butter in it every single day. Every day. Peanut every butter. single day. So just like regular oatmeal, but you put peanut butter? Yes. You stir it in? Uh-huh, yeah. Wow. It's delicious. <laughs> Obviously, if you eat every day. Now, is it instant oatmeal or is it rolled oats, still cut? It's instant. It's instant. I simply don't have the... The time or the patience or the cooking ability to try to do real oats. <laughs> well, you could do the, um, the refrigerator oats where you put everything in the refrigerator and put the peanut butter in it. That sounds complicated. Is that where you like set it overnight or yeah. something? <laughs> I, yeah. It's not something I particularly do because I am not an oatmeal person, but my daughter... Uh, she does the steel oats in the refrigerator with peanut butter. Yeah. Those steel oats are so much better. I yeah. mean, the steel cut oats are 500 times better. The librarian in you knows that, right? It does, yeah. but too much time devoted to the library and not enough to my oatmeal, oatmeal prep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our final question, if you could magically become fluent in any language, what would it be? I wish I could say that it would be something super useful here in Stillwater, like um, Chinese or Spanish. But um, I'm actually really interested in learning like um, Hebrew or Yiddish. Mm. And I only know this because we have the big giant um, pronunciator database at the Uh, library mm -hmm. that is a language learning tool. So I started going through looking at all the, you know, 50, 70 languages. And I was just very interested in learning something that I had no understanding of. And so it kind of caught my interest. I've progressed a teeny bit, Mm -hmm. but but not nearly enough. So I thought it would be like a fictional language. (laughs) Uh, Elven, no, yeah. or something. something, something like that. Um, That's actually Dor- interesting. Uh, yeah. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. No, you know, I know that, <laughs> especially modern librarians uh-huh. are definitely seen as nerds. But I actually do not care for fantasy oh, books yeah? at all. I like utter realism like if you had a book where you were describing like walking into someone's house and you described that there was a pot on a table and the rug that were Mm -hmm. certain colors like I'm very interested in that type of thing the detective in you yes I guess Nancy Drew (laughs) there you go oh my goodness awesome yeah that pronunciator tool is actually very very cool and it is I've played it around yes it's awesome 
All right. Okay, so uh, we know that you have been interested in libraries for a while. So how does how do you go from a Nancy Drew detective to the uh, well? I guess right now you're the interim library director. I am. Yes. So how does one become a librarian? Well, well how was <laughs> what it was it for you? I have taken a different path. Mm-hmm. So um, I did. Um, become a page at the Miami Public Library when I was in high school. And as soon as I graduated and I went to the University of Tulsa, I um, helped put myself through the University of Tulsa by working at the Tulsa City County Library um, into the uh, one of the branches um, in interlibrary loan and floating to different branches. Mm-hmm. Um, however, at the time, I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I had also been involved in a lot of debate in high school so I ended up going to law school um, finishing my law degree um, passing the bar working with my husband for a few years and just realized nope this is not who I am whatsoever I am a librarian that's what I want to do I saw the advertisement for uh, the one of the librarian positions Uh, running in the newspaper at the time and I was just so excited seeing that Uh I just knew that that is where I needed to be so we had a big long discussion because it was going to be you know a change of life to um, move into librarianship so I did that and then I'd um, been at the Stillwater Public Library for the last 17 years right so that is quite a career path lawyer Stacy to librarian Stacy. I'm a lie detective Stacy. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you like to say that if this this rock and library gig ever falls through, I always have my law degree you, to fall there back you on. There you go. Because um, that's something you and I kind of have in common is that I worked in libraries and I've done right. communication for libraries. So I know libraries really, really well. I don't have a law degree though. Uh, <laughs> so, but um, but if. If my communications uh, career comes to a halt, I'm going back to the library. Well, I'll take you uh, in a second. Because yeah. I, I, I worked as a cataloger, so I know all of the answers to cataloging. I know the Dewey Decimal System frontwards and backwards. I actually worked in a card catalog. I understand parenthetical phrasing for the cards. Yeah, I know way too much. And, you know, you should be the one then to answer Megan's question about I cataloging. Do. Because I do. that's I literally so one of the areas I have nothing to do with yeah. at all. So I, I and worked in acquisition, just, yeah. cataloging, and I worked in it when it was manual before the uh, libraries were digitized. Yes. So, yes, so like I, what? What happens when you get like a book in and it's like the author or, you know, the name is like in, in the genre. It's like, oh, like it doesn't fit. Do you just add another like decimal? And like, how does that work? There, there are books. I mean, there, there, is, long. <laughs> there are so many rules and each of those numbers before the decimal and after the decimal, they all mean something. And uh, then there's letters, and there's not only numbers, there's letters. And, and different systems and other different than systems. Dewey Decimal, so Library. like Library Congress. Right. So lots of different ways to um, organize books. But your question basically is, so if I were to go down to 1970s OSU Library, I'm going to see a book in the history section in the 900s, and it's going to have nine something something 
point and then like 10 numbers uh-huh. and a bunch of letters. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't do that anymore. So we want to make it a little <laughs> more browse um, easy for mm-hmm. our patrons. And so we cut those numbers off almost always after the fourth number, after the Dewey or the decimal point, and usually even further up just to make it a little easier. But after the numbers, right, you Mm -hmm. just go by author's last name. And so it makes it really easy. But I know it's intimidating and and people aren't always comfortable with it, but we're always 100% willing to help people should never feel embarrassed that they don't understand or remember it there's no reason for you to remember it let me remember it for you and let Uh me take you over so what would surprise people about um working in a library or the services you provide what's surprising there i think that the number one thing that people definitely are shocked by is how busy and loud and hopping the library is that is a loud library and i'm not gonna say loud because we also do have um uh, i started zoning Uh the library several years back so we have much quieter areas where people can still study and of course we have some different rooms where people can go into but the whole idea was that listen people want to come in with other people Um, and they want to talk about information, ideas, their lives. So um, let's let them behave in an appropriate manner that Mm -hmm. lets them get the information they need to the extent that I'm having to whisper and they can't hear me so I can provide them information that's just not workable. We need to be able to have realistic conversations with the patrons and meeting people at the library has become such a huge part of our mission that we need to we need to open up the opportunity <coughs> for people to have conversations amongst each other as well. That is true, and it does, it is a community. It's I mean there are people that come and mm-hmm. it is you know they they're doing all different types of there's the homeschoolers there's the 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 reading groups there's people that. They congregate at the library. Right. We just want to be a web um, or, you know, a hub for the community, mm-hmm. somewhere where any th- type of information they need, they can come get. And I was glad, in in a way, um, what you said at the beginning, which is it's not just books. Well, right. I don't want to say it's not just books because we definitely are books. You are, yeah. But what? more 18, so, yes. yeah. well, and you didn't add on the 30,000 or so e in the Mm e-collection um so it's a lot more than that but for information purposes you're right it is not just books one of the biggest pushes that we are continuing to try to make is we want to find and share information that our patrons need in the format or way that they need that information Mm -hmm. So for some people, that is a book. For some people, that is going on to our website to be able to serve themselves through our databases and the different links we offer. For some people, that is a one-on-one tutorial where I take them through a complex or extensive process to help them get their needs met. It's also through lots and lots of programming because people want to hear the information given as well and um, that's how they learn better and that's why libraries have really um, 
brought a lot of programming into libraries because it isn't just about the books. It's about the information, and we want to give it to people the way they want it. Yeah. And whenever, because, <coughs> I mean, and things do kind of come back to books. Like you have that uh, big read program. Yes. Uh, and your last one was spectacularly successful. It was amazing. It was. Yes. You know, I, I didn't participate in the uh, the, the uh, group reading of that, but I did go back and read the book later. Um, and it really was, it was so interesting. So now I'm like kicking myself that I didn't go to all the programming because I think it would have been just way interesting. It was so much more successful than we could have ever envisioned. So what so was the name of the book? Killers of the Flower Moon mm-hmm. um, by David Gran. And so it was about the Osage um, tribe murders. Right. And it was just as, as my thought is, right book, right time, right place. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything came together. We're not gonna have that sort of book come out Mm -hmm. and be so accessible to us at the time we need it to be probably for a long time but we are already starting we we did have to put in uh put on hold the planning for the next Mm -hmm. book which is why we didn't have one this spring Uh but the grants that i'm looking at are coming out in september so we're Uh already starting Mm -hmm. to pull together the information partners and programming that we're going to need to complete those and Mm -hmm. so i'm looking at right now a book um it's a fiction um, book and it is about the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. It is not a topic we have addressed much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest things through the 17 years of working at the library has been becoming really close and working so closely with so many of our patrons. Mm-hmm. So it's been heartbreaking as sometimes you you lose patrons along mm-hmm. the way. And one thing you, you start noticing is the gentlemen um, and women who were involved with World War II um, and that you don't have access to the information and resources that they personally had any longer. And I think that I'm nervous about us getting to that point with Vietnam War veterans. Mm-hmm. So I think it is the a right time to address Uh, the Vietnam War and for us to really dig deep into an amazing book and have an amazing author come back to Stillwater so we can look into that together as a community. Yeah, because that community read allows you to have programming associated with the the book and people have an opportunity to come together as a community, discuss things. You're right, you know, you can create uh, memories and you can hear other what other people think about um, a, a work of fiction or a biography or whatever. So, and I think too, and this was very clear with the um, with the last book, is having access to the people who had families who were involved mm. in those murders and the effects that it had well into you know even today. Yeah, it's current. So. For us to be able to have Vietnam veterans Mm -hmm. involved in that program and to be able to learn and understand their experiences will be some of the most valuable um, opportunities that we'll have and what we'll be able to share with our patrons. People, I think, will come come out of it really understanding a lot more, and it'll be, I think, very powerful. Awesome. Yeah, I was just very impressed with the last one. It was 
Um, whenever you have to move your event to Gallagher Iba, <laughs> you've done something right. <coughs> well, we're we'll. Uh, it, it's hard to to determine just how. Um, a popular a program's mm -hmm. going to be. So mm -hmm. we'll definitely be putting in some procedures so we can get some advanced idea of just how many people are right. going to be popping up. Um, so other than the uh, community read, what other adult programming could uh, somebody in the community uh, be involved in? Well, one of the things that I want to put out there just right now, and, and it isn't just adult programming, but it is the library book sale. Mm -hmm. It comes up a week early this year, so we're trying to get the word out to everyone, and that'll be April 11th through the 14th. That is the most um, important event of the year by far, along with the September sale, because that is what gives us every bit of financing for all of our programs. We get all of it from the Friends of the Library. Mm -hmm. So we really want to encourage people to come out and make purchases at that book sale. The, the funding from that then will go to um, assist us in doing a lot of other programming. So one of the really big things that we have coming up will be the summer program that is themed on space. Ah. Uh, right now we're working with um, uh, OSU to try to bring uh, an astronaut mm -hmm. to come and speak in Stillwater. We'll also have one of the National Geographic Adventurers of the Year come because we're exploring all aspects of space, right. not just outer, outer space, space, but also like um, space out in the <coughs> outdoors. We'll also have um, a big organizing program um, by our friend uh, Sharon, uh, Shannon Cowan. So it'll be on organizing right. your space. Organizing space, that's what I was gonna say. That's what her And I is. believe we're gonna try to have um, something akin to one of the um, moth programs out oh, yeah. in the community. So mm -hmm. um, out in community space, we'll mm -hmm. be trying to um, have one of those. So there'll be a huge number of programs for adults as well as, of course, for children's, uh, children and teens. But we're excited because all the different age groups will be able to participate in what we're calling our spacewalk. So um, from Earth to the moon is um, 2,300 and uh, 200, <laughs> sorry, come on, <laughs> 238,900 miles. So mm -hmm. we are challenging our patrons to walk that number of steps oh, over yeah? the summer. So we'll be providing odometers uh, for mm -hmm. people to try to achieve that goal. And that goes along with <laughs> That's a cool. lot of the literacy, um, uh -huh. health literacy program that we're doing. Right. Um, so that's one of the big um, events that will that be taking like a place. a big one. It, it'll be huge. I think mm. even um, one of the departments at OSU is going to let us borrow a full-size um, space suit. Oh. So that'll be on display at the library through the summer. And there'll just be a ton of exciting things for anyone interested in reading and or space to come out and do. That's going to be awesome. Oh I think gosh. it'll be a lot of fun. So yeah. All these exciting things that are coming up this year. We have an incredible number of programs, and I don't necessarily talk about them here because mm -hmm. a lot of them are already filled. Right. But we encourage people to consistently go to our Facebook page and our website because we always have new opportunities for people i'll just throw out there for example we've just started a new cookbook book mm -hmm. club 
Um, we have the beginner's Tai Chi that we do. Right. Uh, we had a, a started a, a beginner Spanish class. So all of those programs, while unfortunately they're full, they should be coming back around for people to re-enter in the fall. So I can't suggest strongly enough that you definitely uh, follow us on Facebook and, yeah, and, and see keep your eyes on up. the website. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to talk about? Well, I think one of the big things that um, that I would say is it's been an odd year for us uh-huh. with having the departure of our fabulous long-ter- long-term um, library director, Linda, mm-hmm. who's doing wonderfully in North Carolina, by the way, and then also the, um, the choice of our, our subsequent director to go up and in um, man or woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Staff. state library. Yes. Um, but uh, we're holding things down well. Mm-hmm. Um, the library is moving along. We're open for business just like we always are. However, we're coming to the time where we're just getting ready to start our long range plan. But we can't really plan on that unless we get feedback from our community. We're very responsive to people's mm-hmm. requests and their interests. So if you have an opinion on things that you'd like to see the library doing, we would love to hear that now so that when we get our long range plan solidified, we'll have some of your thoughts and ideas in it. Awesome. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. So much going on over there. I think we should go Get offices and hang out at the library. Can we have a little a little space and we yeah. can we need some space. Well I'll put you in my <laughs> book club closet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks so much. And uh, we know you're busy so we're gonna let you go. Thank you. All right, bye bye. So Megan and I are going to jump into the mailbox. So All right. Uh, first question today. Uh, so the city receives uh, questions in a lot of different ways, including emails, social media, even phone calls. And uh, we have one citizen who wrote, uh, I know that the city holds <coughs> a household hazardous waste event every year, maybe mm-hmm. twice a year, I'm not sure. But is that the only time I can dispose of these things? I would like to get rid of some of this stuff. What do I need to know? Um, well, first things first, yes, it is the household hazardous waste is twice a year. It's typically one in April and in October. Um, but honestly, first question I would ask is what kind of stuff are you trying to get rid of? The household hazardous waste collection event is, is very specified. Um, so those are things that oil-based paints, um, pesticides and herbicides, um, your pharmaceuticals, maybe things that you're you don't taking anymore, but you don't know how to properly get rid of them. We don't want you to flush them down the drain. So right. you can take them to this event, drop them off for free, and they're going to get rid of them safely and responsibly. Um, so these are kind of things that we ask that you you don't get rid of them in the trash <coughs> the rest of the year. That's why we hold this event. Right. So you we kind of hold hold those those items in your for garage or whatnot for every fall and spring for that event so just quickly drop off but um so if you need to get rid of like lots of people ask like how do i get rid of a furniture or how i've got a couch or a mattress and like how do i get rid of that we ask like don't put that out at the curb you know it's not going to get picked up um on your regular trash day those really big bulky items because our, our trucks are automated and so they're yeah. you know they're they the, they can't pick they them can't, up. They can't. The claw can't pick them up. Um, um, and in the same vein, we don't want you to drop those in a dumpster either because that's also a safety hazard. Um, and and so the best way is we do offer um, a curbside um, 
pick up where they can come and get your bulk items. There are fees associated with that, but if you call um, utility and billing services, they can schedule that, they can discuss the fees and, and stuff like that, and they can come pick that up. There's other things like the roll-off dump temporary dumpster service. Yeah, so if you're you doing can, construction or yeah, something. Like remodeling. remodeling your house or something. So you can rent a dumpster, um, and there's different sizes, and they can discuss the rates for that as well. So the best thing is just to call cust uh, utility uh, billing services yeah. And just say, I've got this thing, and how do I get rid of mm -hmm. it? And they'll give you the best advice. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, there's lots of ways, and we're here to help. Um, <coughs> anywho, but um, – and, of course, the Convenience Collection Center. Um, there's a multitude of yeah, ways to get rid of there's things. There's lots and lots of ways to get rid of your things. So, All right, great well, question. Yeah, it is. Um, and always a good one because yeah. uh, <laughs> there's just so much associated with it. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Our question number two was, I noticed the police – I notified the police department about my neighbor's junkyard, but I'm not sure what happens next. <coughs> Excuse me. I haven't seen him clean up anything yet. So what's the process if he doesn't take any action after a violation? This is a really good question, too, because um, I, I probably wouldn't have known either. Um, but we looked into this. So each violation has a set of enforcement procedures and a time limit for the compliance. So if, however, if the violation is not corrected in the time allowed, the city may allow additional time for an education process and additional notices to resolve the violation. Um, the property owner, they can file an appeal, which also takes time. Um, and after which the city has two enforcement options, both of which will take form, which is abatement and judicial remedies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we do understand you, you submit a report and whatnot, but we just need to have a little bit of time to allow um, due process, due process, let yeah. that person correct it and, you know, educate them. How yeah, so it may it. be a while before, mm -hmm. uh, before there's compliance. So, uh, so yeah, it's just the way the law is written. It protects both. Mm -hmm. <coughs> it protects both sides of the uh, the violation. Yeah. All right. Well, good questions this week, mm -hmm. and Stacy was a lot of fun too. She wasn't was she? Detective very Stacy. Yeah, Detective Stacy. We're gonna get her a badge or something. I think she would really like that. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, thank you for listening to FYI Stillwater, and um, we will uh, have you. Hope you tune in for our next podcast show. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. <laughs>